and welcome to the weekly summaries of the Good Shepherd Bible Study. I am your host, Miller Ansel, the church planning intern. We are a Bible study and longing to be a church plant of the Orthodox Presbyterian Church here in Southwest Houston. So if you're in Southwest Houston, we meet in Stafford at 3211 South Main Street in a church building called Grace Center. We'd love to have you out. Also, please check out our website at gsbiblestudy.org, as well as like us on Facebook at Southwest Houston Reformed. This week is Lesson 9 in our series on the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, Today, from chapter 6, we see how the Christian is to practice their righteousness. And Jesus gives three illustrations of that, almsgiving, uh, prayer, and fasting. And verse 1 of chapter 6 is an excellent uh, summation of what we're looking at. It's a fundamental warning to Christians. Here Jesus says, Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father, Who is in heaven? So right away, that's the fundamental statement. So you can't go and volunteer your time at a soup kitchen, then go brag about it in front of everybody at church, and when you're reprimanded and told, don't show everybody your righteousness, uh, you can't say, well, that's just for giving and prayer and fasting. No, it's for all in the Christian life. Jesus just uses these as three examples. And the first example he gives is that of giving. Uh, Starting in verse 2, he says, Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. So don't call, uh, don't go hire a, a marching band, uh, to follow you on your way to uh, to give a lot of money to the poor. Instead, um, do so in secret. Of course, today we don't call trumpeters, uh, but we have press conferences to let people know that we are giving. Uh, but no, Christ says don't do that. Don't be like those hypocrites. Uh, these hypocrites, uh, they have like a mask of holiness, a mask of righteousness, but underneath uh, these Pharisees are dirty vile sinners. They just want to look and wear the mask of holiness, but they don't want to actually be holy. So Jesus says, don't be like them. When we give, we seem to have three options. One, we can give in order to seek the applause of men. That's what the Pharisees are guilty of. Uh, they seek the glory that comes from one another, John five forty four. They love the glory that comes from man rather than God, John twelve forty three. Our second option when we give is that uh, we applaud ourselves. Perhaps we don't go around telling people how great we are, uh, but we are very proud and uh, puffed up within ourselves at how uh, righteous and how uh, pious and holy we actually are. And Jesus addresses that response when he says, Do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. It's not only that we just don't tell others, it's that we don't even tell ourselves. And so the third option we have when we are generous and we are giving is to seek the approval of God alone. That's what Christ says when he talks about 
uh, not to be seen by others and not to let our left hand know what our right hand is doing. Um, we are to be seeking God. He is our only audience when we do our acts of righteousness. I love this John Fox quote from his sermons on time and the end of time. He says, secret duties, if well done, are the sweetest duties and yet sadly neglected by saints themselves. It's very true. All of these uh, we have difficulty doing in secret. It's hard not to want a pat on the back or um, a temporal reward here. Um, but what is the reward that we're actually given? In fact, all three of these, we say that your father who sees in secret will reward you. And the reward, uh, perhaps something in the future, uh, but more likely, it's the reward of uh, seeing the motivation satisfied that you had for doing the act. For example, if you give in order to relieve the needy of their burdens and you see the burden relieved, that's the reward that Christ is talking about. The second illustration Jesus gives is on praying, verses 5 through 8. He says, When you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask them. So, uh, one, we observe the Pharisees. Uh, they love to pray where they're seen by others on the street corners and the synagogues. Uh, they're praying standing up to make sure everybody sees them. They pray with great pride in themselves. And the product of their prayer is that uh, they receive the reward. People like them. They are look up to them and praise them. And that's it. That's all the Pharisees get. That's not to say there's nothing wrong with praying, um, standing up. Of course, we don't do so to be seen by others. Um, what's important is the motive. Verse 5 uh, brings that out. Uh, that they pray that they may be seen by others. And so we need to have the right motivation when we go to seek God. We need to have God as our lone audience when we pray. We see this throughout scripture. Isaac goes out into the field to pray. Peter goes to a housetop. Jesus goes uh, to a garden and gets away. So getting away in secret is a great practice for the believer. So not only do we not pray like the Pharisees to be seen by others, we also don't pray like the Gentiles, like these pagans, and use repetitions, uh, or vain repetitions, rather. This would include, uh, say, counting the beads uh, of the rosary, or reckoning uh, time occupied in prayer, right? Being proud that I prayed for 90 minutes uh, yesterday. Now, those are not things, not ways that we measure Christian prayer. Instead, as Spurgeon said, uh, Christians' prayers are measured by weight and not by length. Many of the most prevailing prayers have been as short as they were strong. We also see that when we pray, our Father um, knows what we need before we ask Him. Well, why do we even pray then? What's the point? We should say we don't pray uh, in order to let God know about things He didn't previously know. 
we don't pray in order to excite God to his duty as if he's very lethargic up in heaven, um, not wanting to get out of bed and help. Uh, no, we don't pray to urge him as if he is reluctant. Rather, we pray, uh, one, for us to be able to seek God. Our, when we pray, it shows that we are seeking the Lord. Secondly, uh, it's an exercise of our faith that we meditate upon his promises, that if we ask, it will be given to us. So when we pray, it shows that we are trusting in the Lord. Uh, it also helps in relieving our anxieties, that we go to him, that we cast all of our cares and burdens upon the Lord. The third illustration that Christ gives is that of fasting. Now, we seem to be pretty good. Uh, most Christians I know uh, are good at giving. They're good at praying. Not so much fasting. Somehow fasting has slipped through the cracks. But Jesus says in verse 16, when you fast, not if you fast or maybe if you decide to fast at some point, but when you fast, it is expected. Um, so he says in 16 through 18, And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received the reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. So what is fasting? Well, fasting is... Um, the abstention from food for our spiritual health. It's not just abstaining from food uh, and that alone, but it's an order that we might pray. There's a lot of fasting in Scripture. You see it throughout the Old and the New Testament, uh, and Jesus assumes his followers will fast. Uh, the Puritans called it soul-fattening fasting. As opposed to fattening our physical bodies, uh, we fatten our souls when we fast. So what are the motives for us to fast? As we're not very familiar with it ourselves, one, uh, poor motives, doing so for the sake of duty and nothing else. Just feeling like Jesus expects me to fast, so I'm not going to eat today uh, is a poor motive. Uh, expecting immediate results is a second poor motive. Uh, we can't expect Jesus or we, we can't expect God to answer our prayers right away just because we fasted. And thirdly is we don't expect to get a spiritual high from it. This is seen in other religions where people fast for a week and after about five days they have some sort of epiphany and clarity and illumination. Um, that is not a great motivation uh, to fast as Christians. We're not seeking that sort of uh, spiritual high that one gets from fasting. Well, then what are the right motives? Well, the right motives are to humble ourselves before God for our sins and for our future dependence upon him. When we fast, it reminds us that we are completely dependent upon God for everything, uh, for our daily bread that he even just spoke of in the Lord's Prayer. We also fast. A right motive is for prayer, a time of prayer to bring before God. That's the, the main point or one of the main points of fasting is just to abstain from food in order to pray. And another interesting idea is also that when we fast, it's done to show solidarity with the poor. It's done to show a certain unity with the hungry, that we take the food that we would have eaten and give it to those who don't have any food. Isaiah 58 verse 7 brings this out 
when he says, Is such the fast that I choose a day for a person to humble himself? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house? So it sounds there like Isaiah is talking of a fast in which we share what we have with the less fortunate. So that would be another right motive to fast. So in conclusion, we have to ask ourselves when we do our righteous acts, are we doing so to the praise of man or to the praise of God? We have to choose our audience and we have to check our motivations. Are we doing righteous acts to be seen by others? Are we doing them as a response to the work that Christ has done for us?